Hey, it's Chris Seinwich. I want to welcome you to the God Taught Me Show. Thanks for tuning in. I'm here with my main man, Pots and Pans, TJ Laurie. What's up, TJ? What's going on, my homie with the Chrome Domey? It's all good. I'm excited for another great show. Things have been going well since we've been on iTunes. Yeah, man. And uh, thank you to all that you have been subscribing. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you tuning in and taking the time to listen to me and TJ you know, share the Word of God with, uh, with you. So, And if you want to, anything that's on your heart, or if you need a prayer request or a show that, or a topic that you might think would be interesting for our, our listeners, you can always email me and uh, TJ. You can just email us at info at godtaughtme.com. And today we got, uh, I believe, a, a powerful message. We want to talk about what could cause, TJ, people to fall away from the Lord, you know, and uh, it's not really that hard to do, actually, because there's so many things out there that can take us away from the Lord. And I just want to talk about, you know, basically three things today that'll help, you know, keep us on track and for our listeners. You know, three simple things that we can do that will help us stay focused on the Lord, protect us, actually, protect our families, protect our marriages, protect our jobs, everything, you know, uh, if we do these three things. So that's what I'm talking about or want to talk about today. What do you think? Yeah, I think it sounds good. I think if we don't protect ourselves, and especially me and you, we know like being on staff at a church, we know that the more that we say we're all in to this ministry thing that we're doing, you know, the more that we say we're all in, the more that we say, God, like use us, um, use us to bring people closer Mm. to you or to bring people who don't know you to know you. The more that we're all in and and we are pushing forward and moving forward and just running the race to do that, the more that Satan will attack us in different ways. Um, So it's important to learn how to protect ourselves. That's that's so good, yeah, because when you're in ministry, it's not always the easiest thing to do. You know, it's different than any other job. Actually, one of the highest burnout rates of any vocation is the job of a pastor. I don't know if a lot of people, or maybe our listeners didn't know that. But, um, yeah, you know, it's a lot of pressure, a lot of things going on. Uh, you kind of shoulder, like, everybody else's problems as a pastor. Not saying I'm not a pastor, but I get to see, you know, I work with all you guys as pastors, and I get to see a lot of that going on. Right. Um, so it's it's a tough thing. So if you're not if you're not protected... You know, yeah, then you got to protect your heart and your mind. And, right. You know, you're always hearing, you know, you're, you're praying for a lot of people that are going through so many different things, you know, marital, cancer, the whole gamut. But that's why you're in it. You know what I mean? You, you believe that God has called you to do it. And, but the thing is, you have to do it in his power, not your own, you know, or otherwise, you know, because when I do things in my own power, man, and what I mean by that is, you know, the Bible talks about, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit versus the, the power of the flesh. We could do a lot of things in the flesh. Some of us can get away with it for a long time because, you know, you may be talented in that area or gifted. But God doesn't want us to operate that way. He wants us to operate in the power of the Holy Spirit, you know, and uh, that's when you stay refreshed and revived. Otherwise, you know, you could be you could be trying to keep your marriage afloat in your power or you could try to do it in God's power, which, again, is the power of the Holy Spirit, which God gives exclusively to those who accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior, which is really awesome when you think about it. The Holy Spirit resides only in those who believe in in Jesus Mm. Christ. But that doesn't mean you're going to tap into his power. It just means it's truth. He's there. He's not going anywhere. But then we have to learn 
to tap into the power of the Holy Spirit to do everything we want to accomplish in our lives. And, and there's three things that I believe that if you take away one of these three, you're susceptible, you know what I mean, to, to falling away from the Lord. The enemy can take advantage of you in one of these three areas. And the three things are reading the Word of God daily, right, praying daily, and remaining in fellowship with like-minded people, other believers in Christ, you know, in other words, going to church. So Bible reading, prayer, and staying in fellowship. If I've never met anybody that have come into a counseling session that had all three of those, you know, were, were going well, reading, praying, and being in fellowship. You know, it's always one of those three, you know. If you ask somebody during a counseling session, you know, have you been reading, you know, the Word of God? Well, not really. I kind of got away from it. Or are you praying about it or praying, you know, daily? No, not really. Have you been in church? You know, no, nah, not really. I fell away. So it's either all three, you know, when people are really banged up, or it's one of those three, you know, that gets you into trouble. So that's what I want to kind of talk about today. And uh, I'm sure that... Uh, you know, we got some verses we want to share, but what do you think about that, the, the reading the Bible, prayer, and fellowship? Yeah, I mean, I think it all starts with reading the Bible. You have to know God's Word, you know? It, there's a reason why it's called our sword. That's true. You know, like, yeah. uh, it, it's our—it's not only a, de- a defense. A sword can be a defensive weapon, but it can also be a way that you can attack. That's right. Um, and, and actually, it just reminded of that is— Jesus is brought into the desert by Satan, oh, and he's tempted good. for 40 yeah. days and 40 nights, right? And every time Satan brings up another temptation, you know, another way to try to draw him um, out of what his purpose is, how does he combat that? He uses the Word of God. He uses wow. Scripture. Yeah. So I just think, and I, I'm terrible, Chris. I cannot, I paraphrase everything, man. Like, I cannot remember scripture at all. I actually have a verse that I, I put as the screensaver to my phone. Right. Like, so my lock screen. So when I turn my phone on, like, I see that verse because that's the only way I'm going to remember remember that verse. Um, and I've tried to write them down on note cards, and I read them, like, every morning. Like, okay, I try to, like, you know, m- like, mold them into my brain. But for the for some reason, I just cannot, like, I cannot get word-for-word scripture down in my brain. But that being said, um, I remember how to paraphrase scripture, mm. and I do my best to try to memorize it. Um, and I think that that's so important to combat Satan, because when Satan attacks, and he will attack, we're called to be like Jesus in every way that we can be. That's right. And if we're supposed to fight against his attacks, then we need to know scripture. you got to do it just like he did. He, right. He's basically our role model. Exactly. He's our standard. Jesus is our standard for ministry and for life, and we want to emulate him. And so what, how, did, what, how did Jesus operate? Well, just like you said, we know when Satan came to Jesus, think about that too. Hmm. Satan came to Jesus Christ and tempted the Son of the living God, right, in an effort to get him to sin. And Jesus, just as you so wonderfully pointed out, Jesus combated that attack with knowing the Word of God, and actually reciting the Word of God back to uh, Satan. In one occasion, uh, you know, Satan told him, if you're the Son of God, turn these breads into stone, and Jesus recited the Scripture that says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds 
out of the mouth of God. So there you go, that one verse right there. Jesus said that man's not going to live by bread alone or by food alone, but we should live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And we were talking about this earlier. What if, you know, the, the Word of God uh, is, is God's advice to us on how to live, right? So it's almost like having God sitting right next to you every moment, every day, every breath for advice. you got this Heavenly Father, this all-knowing God, who wants to give you advice in every area of your life. And that's what the Word of God is. It's God's advice to you, you know, and to me. And so if we know it, if we're skilled in knowing it, right, then we're less susceptible to falling prey to the enemy's attacks. You know, the, the, there's a verse in the Bible that Jesus said when he was questioned. He said, you're wrong, or another version says, you are in error because you neither know the Scriptures nor the power of God. You are in error because you don't know the scriptures. Jesus said, not, not your priest down the street, not your pastor at your local church, not your brother-in-law who's skilled in the word of God. Jesus Christ said, you're in error because you don't know the scriptures. And believe me, I have erred plenty of times in my life, TJ. And every error or every mistake or major mistake that I've personally made in my life has always been when I chose to do something different than the, than the Word of God has recommended me to do, you know? Mm. And uh, I'm, I'm sure that's the case with a lot of our listeners out there that are listening right now. Every major mistake that you may be listening to right now and think, man, I'm in a jam, one. And I can guarantee if you trace it, if you're like a detective and you trace it back, it's going to be traced back to where you, even unknowingly, you made a decision that, didn't line up with the Word of God, whatever it may be. The Bible says anger stirs up wrath, or no, a harsh answer stirs up wrath, but a soft answer turns it away. And I remember when I had a car stop one time, and the people wanted to argue with me. Just They were just so mad at me, and they wanted to argue with me. And what was coming to my mind at that moment was that verse, right? A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs it up. Soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs it up. So while they were coming at me on this car stop when I was a trooper and I, and I had to pull them over for something, and they were just fuming at me, I just responded with a soft answer. And guess what? It turned away wrath. It works. The Word of God works, TJ. That's what I want to say. That's the title of this message. Right. The, the Word, word works. works. <laughs> it just works. Yeah, man. You know? I mean, yeah, how can you deny it? I think we've all been there with somebody like, you know, our wives or girlfriends or, you know, woman listeners, their boyfriends or husbands, like where when you've been there where you've responded, you know, in anger and it's just escalated things. Just escalated. It's and, like pouring gas on a fire. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, and then I, I mean, I know I've been on the other side where I've actually taken a step back and instead of like, you know, my natural reaction wants to be like, just come back at her, right. you know, and then, but then. I actually take a step back and I think, how is this going to better my situation if I just come right at her? And then I don't. I take and I listen and I respond softly and it just diffuses the whole situation. Right. And that's yeah. advice. Now, now, if you were sitting next to God and God was sitting next to you and you guys were having a cup of coffee together and you were like, how can I, how can I slow down these arguments with my wife or whatever? And the Lord would tell you, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs it up because it's written. It's already written. It's already his advice. It's already his word. 
you know? And and that's why, what's that verse that Jesus said about you're in error because you don't know the Scriptures? Matthew 22, 29. There you go, Matthew 22, 29. Jesus told them that they were in error, and it's the same with us. It's no different today. We err when we don't know the Scriptures. Mm. So, you know, it's critical that we take time Jesus said, or the Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. God says that the more word that we hide in his heart, our heart rather, the less we're going to sin against him. I remember pulling the Wawa on Maze Landing right off of uh, Route 40. It's a super Wawa. There's two Wawas in Maze Landing. One has a gas pumps and one doesn't. And this is the super Wawa. And it was like the sun was coming up. So I pull in. I'm, I'm headed to the gas pumps. And I think I was in like in a hurry to get my kids to school or whatever. And there's a guy walking across the parking lot. And at first I didn't see him, right, because the sun was like in my eyes at the right time. But then, of course, I saw him and I, and I stopped my car and uh, he walked in front of me. But, man, he was frailing his hands. He was like upset, you know what I mean, because he thought that, you know, maybe I was kept going. He obviously was having a bad day. Right, so I rolled down my window, and uh, he's like, "Yo, didn't you see me?" Da 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 da. You know, blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Man, he got at you with the da 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 da's and the blah blah blah." blah. He got at me with the blah 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 and the da da da. (laughs) New Jersey. That's right. And yeah, if we have any listeners outside of New Jersey, which we don't yet, (laughs) we talk about Wawa a lot. So yeah, they're probably like, "I'm sorry for our listeners." You're probably like, "What is Wawa?" No, I mean, I think judging by our uh, our demographic right now, we got all Jersey listeners. So it's a Wawa is a store that you know it's a local convenience store with gas stations, sells coffee, and it's very popular, very successful business out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. And they're actually all the way down to Orlando now. I know. I saw that. That's crazy. Yeah, near Disney. But anyway, this guy was flipping out. I rolled down my window, and I just looked down him in the eyes, and I said, sorry, man. I'm really sorry about that. Now, at that moment, if I had just said, yo, bro, I, well, I didn't even get close to you, or whatever excuse I would have, hmm. right? Whatever excuse is on my heart and my mind, you know, it would just escalate. Who knows what would happen, right? Because anything can happen in any moment. But because I said, I'm sorry, man, he it like it disarmed him. He didn't even know what to do. He looked at me for a minute, and then he went in and got his coffee. Wow. Right? But if I didn't have the word in my heart, I may have sinned against God in that moment. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I may not sin against you. Psalm 119, verse 11. It, the word of God works in every situation. You know, you were thinking about making a financial decision. And it's, you know, you're thinking about borrowing a lot of money for something, you know. But if we research the Word and we got the Word's perspective, which is God's perspective, and we obeyed it, even though it looks good, you know, I was, I was saying earlier, just because it looks beautiful doesn't mean it's biblical. You know, you could be presented with a business idea by the end of the day. Somebody can call you, TJ, and say, TJ, I want you to go in business with me or whatever. But just because it's beautiful does not mean it's what God wants you to do. And being in the Word and knowing the Word and hiding the Word and then trying to obey the Word is going to really protect you in a lot of different situations. You'll always come out better by doing what the Word of God says than anything else in this on this planet. You agree? Amen. <laughs> Definitely. You convicted me a little right there, man, because I, oh, man, how many situations have I been in where... I get frustrated by a driver on the road or somebody walking out in front of me, especially like we live in, you know, live in and near Ocean City, New Jersey, where the summertime pedestrians just walk right out in front of you. 
and like, oh my gosh, you get so frustrated with people. But, and I, you know, I'll be the first to admit my response has not always been a calm response. Oh, hey, I've been there. I mean, I, I share a story with you about uh, complaining, yeah. you know, with my wife, just in a season of complaining about things like ooh, maybe 10 years ago now, because we had a Labrador brown, a chocolate lab named Petey. And me and my wife, uh, Petey slept on our bed. So one night we're sleeping. It's like three in the morning. Petey gets up, he's, sh he's shaking. That means he's got to go to the bathroom, right? So he's getting ready to jump off the bed. My wife's laying down. I'm laying down. She says, hey, can you let Petey out? Now it's three in the morning. It's cold out, dark out, you know, but me, I'm complaining. I started complaining because I got to get up at six in the morning to go to work. And, and she doesn't at that moment. Of course, we had kids. She's got to take care of the kids, which is work enough. But me, I was complaining. Okay, so now I'm getting ready to error. Jesus said, you error because you don't know the scriptures. I'm getting ready to error. This thing can blow up right in my face because the more you argue, the more fuel you're pouring. You could be arguing about taking a dog out in the morning, and it can get into this major thing where you're not going to talk to each other for two days or something like that, you know? I don't know if any of our listeners have ever been there, but I've been there. <laughs> so, listen, prior to this moment, taking the dog out, I said, you know what? I'm going to work on this situation. How am I going to work on it? I had to take the Word of God, just one verse, not a whole chapter, one little verse, and it was uh, Philippians 2.14, do all things without complaining and disputing. Right, So I kept memorizing that verse. I, I wrote that verse down. I tried to work that ver verse into my spirit and, and what the Word says, hide that Word into your heart. I really took the time to do that with that, although I'm still complaining, though, right? So I'm still working the Word, trying to hide it in my heart, trying to memorize it, trying to meditate on it. But here I am complaining at 3 in the morning, taking a dog out. So I grab the leash real hard. I'm not being nice. I get Petey. Come on, Petey. Get off the bed. we got to go out. Right when I get to the threshold of my door, what do you think comes to my mind? That verse. Philippians 2.14. Yeah. It like hit me over the head with a two-by-four. It mm. said, do all things with, you know, with complaining and without disputing that you may become blameless. And I just stopped in my tracks, TJ. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It convicted me so bad. Now, here's the word of God going to work in my heart because I put a little time in to cultivate it. I asked my wife to forgive me. Of course, I took the dog out, which I should have in the first place because it's dark and cold and everything else out, right? She shouldn't go out there. I should go out there. Uh, but it, it, it redirected my whole day. She, of course, forgave me. Everything was fine versus what's the alternative? Thinking I'm right, arguing, you know, arguing over, over taking a dog out and all this simple stuff. What I'm saying is because I took the time to get that word in my heart, it, it worked, you know? The Word of God works. So, and it changed the whole course of my day. And I'm not perfect, obviously, or I wouldn't have been complaining in the first place. But I'm just saying to everybody that's listening out there, if you're struggling with these types of issues, go to the Word of God, pull out a verse that matches what, what's going on. You know, if you're, if you're having, uh, you know, struggling with anger, then find the verses that have to deal with anger. You know, the Bible says uh, anger rests in the lap of fools. You know, study those verses. Memorize that verse. I'm telling you, it'll work. It'll change your life. It'll mm -hmm. change your heart. It could change your marriage. It could save your life. What if you're in, a, you're in a situation where you're in a road rage, and because you know that one verse, that assault answer turns away wrath, 
and that person had a weapon, but because you maintained your cool and you were obedient to the Word of God, who knows what just deflected, you know? That person might flail their hands in the air, jump in their car, slam their door, peel out, and go, but that's as far as it would go, you know what I mean? It could be a lot worse. So I'm just saying to all our listeners and to me, reminding myself, Jesus used the Word of God, and we need to use it too, but we need to take it more serious, I think. You know, I know there's three things we talked about. It was the Word of God. Prayer and fellowship with other believers. Right, and, and we might not even have time to get to all of them today, but those three areas of your life, if you got them running all eight cylinders, there's a good chance that your success rate in life is going to be pretty high. If you're, if you're in the Word, if you're in prayer, and you're in fellowship, fellowship you're going to be a successful person. I mean, even even uh, what's what's that psalm? The first psalm of the Bible, first three verses. What's it say? Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. And what will he become? So it says he becomes like a tree. Planted by the rivers of water, right? Yeah. Yeah, whose fruit doesn't wither. Right, says his leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. And all that he does prospers. Other words, successful. He's successful in his marriage. Hmm. He's successful at his job. He's successful at a road rage moment. Why? Because he meditates on the Word of God day and night, and he's not taking his advice or his counsel from the wicked or from the worldly, but he's getting it from God, right? right. God is teaching him. The name of our show is God Taught God Me. God Taught Me. God Taught Me. Yeah. Right? Because you're obeying the Word of God. I'm telling you, the Word of God is more powerful than a lot of people think. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's an, is that the understatement of, dude, the, of the century? Seriously, it ain't no book, man. It's not. It's the Word of God. Yeah. You know, the Most High God. And uh, I just, you know, I'm amazed at what it's done in my life. And i got to get into it more. Yeah. How do, you know, that's another thing. So how do you get into the Word of God? Well, it's like with anything, at least in my life, like you have to almost practice at it. Um, it's it's at least, yeah, for me, it wasn't like when I became a Christian, it was like, okay, I have this that I automatically do. I have my Bible right here and my coffee right here, even though like Instagram kind of shows that. Right. Where, like you follow, you know, different yeah, like yeah. pastors or whatever right. on Instagram and they always post in like, Here's my Bible and my coffee. Yeah, Yeah, like... And uh, a pen and and glasses or whatever. Exactly. But no, for me, like, I had to practice at it. And I still have to practice at it, man. Like, sometimes I just get busy and I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't didn't get in today. But I try to keep it the first thing that I do every day. Awesome. Um, And somebody said uh, something to me before that I, I thought was really cool. And they said, when you wake up in the morning, you're hungry. Right. So like, what do you do? You have to fill your body with fuel before you start your day or else you'll be sluggish and slow. You won't have energy throughout the day if you don't if your body doesn't have fuel. So how much more important is it for the first part of your day to fill your spirit with fuel? Oh, man, that's good. You know, because that's what it is. So true, too. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I try to now, even before I eat, I try to get into the word. And sometimes I forget to eat now because I've kind of replaced that with with eating. But um but yeah, that's what I try to do. And, and Chris, I mean, to be honest, like it's not long. Right. Um, some days I, I do 10 minutes, you know, some days I do 15 minutes. But for me, I try to keep it small enough that I can really understand what I'm reading rather than try to 
I slam like to out do a whole chapter. Too. You know, I, yeah. I'm the same way. Sometimes I go one verse and I read it again and maybe study yeah. it a little bit or a couple verses, but sometimes that's all you need because, you know, the Lord may be speaking to you about that one thing. Like when I taught about Philippians 2.14, well, right at that moment, that's all I needed, you know? So, yeah, it's good stuff. You, you'll you never... You, the biggest challenge for me is being busy. Mm, yeah. So, I, you know, I like to get up early before my kids get up and everybody, and I like to, uh, you know, read the Word and pray, uh, but... If I am thinking that I'm so busy that I'll get to this later, it never happens. Yeah, you'll never get to it. You know, I, I've said yeah. that before. I'll get to this later today. No. So me and TJ are ta- challenging you, if, if, and we're challenging each other because we're not perfect. We're just two guys that are sharing the Word of God with you right now. Oak Crest in Salem County. That's right. <laughs> and uh, we're just challenging you to get into the Word, you know, in 2018. If, if you've been struggling in certain areas of your life, you know, whether it be your finances, your marriage, or anything else, depression, I'm telling you, the Word of God can flip that around. You know, the the Word of God alone can make you successful if you just do it. The Word of God works, and and that's what we're we're talking about today. And and if you have, you know, if you need help reading the Word, or you don't have a Bible, get a hold of me and TJ. Oh man, we'll get you one. We'll get you one. We'll bless you with one. And we'd be glad to, actually. If you emailed us, we'd be happy. If you say, hey, I don't have a Bible, uh, please send me one. You know, you can email us at info at godtaughtme.com. So we'd love to help you in any way we can. And I just want to pray. I, I want to close out with prayer and leave you with this. Let me just pray that, you know, if you're struggling with the Word or you've been out of church for a while, can I just challenge you? to don't listen to the whispers and the lies of the devil. You, you make it a point to get in church this Sunday, you know, and pray about it before you go. Ask God to lead you to the church that's tailor-made for you, the one that he's going to use you in, the one he's going to build you up in, the one that, that he's going to speak to you in. And if you don't have a Bible, pray about the right version, the right Bible to, to, you know, to read for you that's tailor-made for you. And if you don't have any like-minded people that love the Lord, Pray about that, too, because I'm telling you, all three of those things, if you pray about it, God's going to give you all three because it's his will. So let me pray. Father, I just pray for anybody listening to this broadcast right now that may be struggling, that may have fallen off the path, Father, that you would encourage them right now through this broadcast. Encourage them to get back into your word. Encourage them to get back into church. Encourage them to get back to prayer, even small baby steps, Lord. Draw them to you. Put people in their lives who will encourage them and build them up. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, that's it for today. We pray that you tune in to the God Taught Me Show next week. Remember, God doesn't want you worried about anything. He wants you praying about everything. We'll see you next time. This has been the God Taught Me Show with Chris Einwechter and TJ Laurie. We want to thank you so much for tuning in today. And if you're listening to us live on the radio, we would love it if you would go to our podcast channel and subscribe to God Taught Me. We'll see you next week.